Ian, are those sticky notes, dude? Yes, I am. Oh yes, my god, I, I thought I thought you were doing like some crazy magic card shuffle. I was like, holy shit! No, Ian's he's just like, making. No he's joke. just Ian's over there. He's like, just ruining your audio trying. quality. Yeah, exactly. Like he's actively <laughs> trying no to make this, my this job. picks up on the audio. I, I can hear I, it. I, you can very clearly hear it. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, just, <laughs> I, I, I was just sitting off. over here like it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It reminds me of when we had uh, we had Lauren uh, MTG Hot Dog on our podcast as a guest. And at one point he's I just keep hearing this clicking sound. And I'm like, Lauren, are you like clicking a pen cap on and off a pen over and over again? And he's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I am. I'm just fidgeting. So I haven't been doing that for long. I and I was like, you've only been doing it for 10 minutes. Don't even worry. everybody to the mind sculptors podcast where we help you sculpt a winning mindset i'm the mind sculptor callahan that's not what we said <laughs> well that's what i said to so deal with it <laughs> hello i am also one who sculpts i mean <laughs> and i'm uh um hold on let me check my lines i'm not a sculpty boy but i'm here <laughs> it's sam one salty it, you know what we can say you're one salty boy i am um, a salty boy i really yeah. am one salty boy mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's sam from the howling salt mine is joining us this week how's it going sam hey thanks for having me guys it's great to be here yeah absolutely i i love having guests on the show um mm-hmm. because it's a great opportunity especially guests who Ian and I have hung out with in the past and yeah. you know it's like it's like when we have eat or read on right yeah. and the three of us it just devolves into there, there will be a certain level of chuckle fuckery for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh so you've um, heard my show <laughs> so I do want to ask a question because hmm. I I, I, I kind of thought about this while I was editing the uh, next episode or if you listen to our last episode, what would have come out on Friday, if you're listening to this, the Monday no. it came oh, out. Can't you guys can't do this again. <laughs> you can't do this. Uh, the funny thing was, the reason I say that is uh, we have done that on three different episodes. Um, we did that on the last top ten that we did, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> it just cascades. But So I was thinking about this because uh, there... So so when you have like 1v1 magic, right? You're on a turn. You could mm-hmm. theoretically, I'm wearing my baseball, you know, jersey, right? You could okay. refer to it to the top of the turn and the bottom of the turn, kind of like you do in in baseball when it's 1v1. Yeah, like innings and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like the top of the inning and the bottom of the inning. Mm-hmm. In a four-player game, what would you refer to one turn one, turn one second player turn one third player turn one fourth player first base uh, second base third base home plate <laughs> is that, turn did, did first I, quarter <laughs> did i meet my sports quota for, for the episode? <laughs> no so you have you have uh first position is top right fourth position is bottom and then everyone in the middle is a switch <laughs> <laughs> oh, switch man. one and switch two <laughs> Okay. 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 Yeah. I knew it was going there. 
<laughs> or in some I, communities, also known as verse. <laughs> you know, it, it really depends. Uh, we accept all, all, all people. Um, you you yeah, could I, not have made it sound like the two of us are not big old queers more than saying it yeah. that way. For sure. <laughs> no, I, I know. Uh, I, I, I'm very, yeah, like... Uh, you know, we don't. I mean, just look at my fucking microphone, right? Like, yeah. Um, I wonder what I think about that. Um, uh, so, before we get into the top 10, I do have a little game that I want to play. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Uh, and it's going to be called Guess That Deck. Okay. All right. And so, what we're going to do is I'm going to give you 10 cards from the deck. Uh, and you okay. and you have to from those ten cards figure oh out gosh. what what yeah. the commander is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I don't have a catchy theme song for it or a catchy name, but right now I'm calling it Guess That Deck. If you're in the comments and you have a better idea oh, for Sam's this, Sam's actually really good with music, so I feel like we could like <laughs> we can we can some some here. We can <laughs> I'm, I'm right, not going to so, sing on command, dude. If that's what you're going for, dance, monkey, dance. I'm not ready. <laughs> I haven't had time to do my warm up. Like, I don't uh, need to do that on camera. camera. <laughs> oh, uh, so the first one, I figured I would give you guys an easy one. Okay. Um, I figured I'd give you an easy one. So name that or guess that deck. First card I'm going to give you is Magda. Uh, if, sorry. Okay. <laughs> So the is first card, it's oh, not, sorry. Uh, I, I'm going to give you, you basically get 10 cards to guess it. So the first card okay, okay. is Karn the Great Creator. Okay. Okay. And wait, is it both of us? Yeah, both of you can guess. Okay. You'll both get, oh, you'll both get to guess. Um, we guess yeah, after, I mean, each, after each card? You, you can say if you want to hear another card or if you want to keep going. Two or if you thing. have a guess. Um, and you can and stop um, me whenever you want. Is How it, many is guesses it do we get? We get we get ten. You get ten cards. Okay. Um, yeah. And if you is can't it get Captain? it in the ten cards, I win. Okay. Okay. Um, is it Captain Sisay? No. Uh, is it so Urza's Battlefopter? Karn the Great Creator is is the first card. Let me give you the mm. second card. Yeah. Uh, the second card is Dranith Magistrate. It, and it's not Captain Sisay. <laughs> it's not Captain Sisay. Is it Raph Capuchin? It's not Raph. That's good. That's a good guess, though. You're you're <laughs> not you're not in the wilderness. <laughs> uh, the the second or the third card, excuse me, is Soulless Jailer. Is this it's just a Morath CDH either. deck that's not on Collector Oof? No, no. Mm. Uh, let me let me give you the fourth card. It's Recruiter of the Guard. It's not Heliod. Okay. It's not Heliod. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, is it is it Ao the Dawn Sky? It's not Al or Ao. Yasharn. You, you guys are in. You guys are doing Yasharn's good. A good one. Like you're you're doing good. You're just not quite there. Let me give you. Okay. Let me let me give you the next one. It's, yeah. it's been monocolored so far, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let yeah, me give exactly. you the next one. Uh, Ravages of War. Oh, oh God! Is this Lavinia? It's Lavinia. You piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you said Raph, I felt like Lavinia was just sitting there like, uh, don't look at me. Uh, man, I haven't, I, I know Lavinia is your thing, Cal, but I haven't seen a Lavinia deck in like so, so long. 
yeah, this is not uh, on the top of my mind. It, it's okay. It it shouldn't be. Uh, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, let, uh, me let me change my you, top ten in that case. Now. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me I, give you a a better a better opener deck. Okay. So I think I think you can get this with some of the the, the first handful of them. Okay. Uh, so the first That's card good. I'll give you for this deck is Tinderwall. Okay. Uh, my favorite dating app on a card. Tinderwall. <laughs> <laughs> uh the second card is right of flame okay there's okay. like 17 decks this could be so far yeah yeah, yeah. This, i know is it dargo thrasios um, it's not dargo thrasios mm, uh the next guess, card though. is ragavan nimble pilferer is it dargo ikra it's not dargo ikra i think Nibila? this next one this next one might might help you out noble okay. hierarch is it Najila? It's Najila. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. The, the other guesses I had there for you were Elvish Spirit Guide, Simeon Spirit Guide, Dockside, Final Fortune, Jeweled Lotus, and Durevi. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, if you couldn't get it by Jeweled yeah. Lotus, I was going to be like, yeah. here it is. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So this is the last one. This All right. Is deck ready. three. Now, this one might be a little challenge, but if your mm. mind's eye is open, and you have your CEDH brain completely turned on, and you have the annals of CEDH uh-huh. history nice. <laughs> ready for you. You should what? be. <laughs> uh, so the first card that I'm going to give you on this. It's when you're in, in fourth deck seat. Was. You need to have the annals of CEDH. <laughs> <The> annals. <laughs> well, you're in the bottom of the turn order. So. The bottom, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so the first card from this deck is cephalid illusionist i mean just breakfast all great or um, some sort of breakfast list obviously right yeah Um, Um, some kind of whole combo maybe Uh, is this cool knock no it's not cool let me let me give you the next one it's lightning greaves lightning greaves (laughs) it's lightning greaves my guess is still grow knock (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah for like hermitrude shit uh oh, is this this isn't um like some weird sacred druid build is this you're you're not you're you're close all right okay. let me give you the next one uh, takanuma abandoned mire <laughs> is what it like some weird is, is it some weird moldrotha build it's, you're in the neighborhood, Sam. Okay. Um, next card is Doomsday. Oh, Sidisi. Right? Ian's got yeah, it. It's Sidisi. I, I hate that stupid deck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, the other cards I was going to give you were Vohar, Vidillion, Desecrator, Grisk, The Hunger Tide. These are all cards oh that are in the deck list. Uh, Memories Journey. Labman, Malevolent Hermit, and the last card I was going to give you was This is a current updated Sidisi list? Yes. This is the one that's on the database. Who's playing? Um, It's on the database? Who's playing this? I don't know, but uh, it's odd. I have questions. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, (laughs) I also have questions. You know, actually, if you're running the current database list, uh, I provide CEDH coaching, and if you ever want to go over a deck list, so many comments for that one <laughs> you know what i'm gonna go out on a limb and go ahead and say hey rog side pilots you might as well go ahead and sign up for it too because i think you need it um 
Wow. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> a preview of coming attractions with your top 10, I'm sure. Definitely not. No. Uh, speaking of, uh, so we are here to do our top 10 of for the month of July. Hell yeah, and, we are. And uh, last month, we had, uh, let's look at Ian's list here. Ian's, first of all, Ian's honorable mention for the month of June mm-hmm. was Flash Strategies mm-hmm. Blanket. I do have another honorable mention this month. We're, we're, we'll get good. there. You're supposed we'll to have there. one every yeah, month. Yeah, you're Ian, supposed so that's to. a good thing. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, 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 good yeah, for yeah. you. <laughs> top 10 um, they're, they're 11s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so your number 10 was Tyam Luminous Enigma. Mm-hmm. Nine was Atraxa Grand Unifier. Mm-hmm. Then at eight, you had Timna Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Then you had Rog Silas at seven. Sisse Weatherlight Captain at six. Kinnon Bonder Prodigy at five. Uh, Thras Bruce at four. Mm-hmm. Timnacrom at three. Najila the Blade Blossom at two. And Tivit Seller of Secrets at one. My 10 was my honorable mention was Animar Soul of Elements because it, it won. Uh, what was it? Uh, Dude, it's a good deck. SCG. It's actually surprisingly like yeah. reasonable. I, deck. I face it's... it like weekly in my pod. It's okay, so good. you've also played against this stupid ass deck and how unreasonably difficult it is to deal with. Yes. Like it's yeah. actually yeah. kind of annoying. My like um, weekly CDH group, my, my weekly just general EDH group, we play CDH games and casual and somebody pilots Animar pretty much every week. And uh, man, it, it can just be such a hard deck to interact with. It's it's like it's kind of like ETB.wincon, but yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. So if you don't have anything to stop that, like you're just kind of fucked. But man, it is frustrating. And, it, and it's like hard as hell to remove Animar because yeah. it's like oh, it's pro black and white. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. My two um, removal colors. And then it, it's also just one of those decks that is, I think, like very straightforward and easy to pilot. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great yeah. deck if you're getting into CDH to jump on yeah. and, and grab Animar. It's got good colors. It's got a very straightforward game plan. But because of that, like the table will be getting stressed out about these decision points. And the Animar player is just like, I don't give a shit. I'm going <laughs> to play. I'm going to play. Man. I'm going to play this thing for one mana, even though yeah. it's four mana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> swing. Um, <laughs> but uh, you just, that's you just transported me into like seven different games I've played. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, speaking the, this used to cost five mana, but now it costs now one. Costs one. Yeah. Red <laughs> it works though, it's crazy. My number 10 is a similar uh deck to that. It was my number 10 last month was Winota Joiner of Forces. Mm-hmm. Number nine was Kinnon, eight was Rog Silas, seven was Tyam Luminous Enigma, six was Atraxa Grand Unifier. Uh, five was Sisse Witherlight Captain, four was Thrasios Bruce, three was Najila, two was Timna Krom, and one was Tibbet. Um, so let's go ahead and move in to July, and we're gonna start off because we're we're nice and we you know our, our my mom raised me correctly. Um, Sam, since you are our guest. Yes. Uh, what is your well? Let's start with you. What is your honorable mention for the month of July? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I just want to say that I appreciate that you guys kicked off 
this series with Tyler from Play to Win. Mm-hmm. Then you got then guest, now co-host Ian on. And then, mm-hmm. of course, the next logical step is Sam from the Howling Salt Mine podcast, uh, CDH <laughs> <course>. expert extraordinaire. <laughs> you sell yourself short. You do know what you're talking about a vast yeah, majority of the time. <laughs> we, we, we we do talk about CDH a lot. And and Mike, my co-host Mike and I are like big CDH boys. So, yeah, uh, Mike is do. The, the reason I play Sizzle. So. Yep, and I'll be talking about that's a preview <laughs> of coming attractions. I'll be talking I wonder about this if a anybody's going to mention that, Dad. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so my honorable mention, starting off my list, I have two. I'm cheating like how Ian did okay. last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like guests are allowed to bend the rules just a little bit. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I, I'm, I have two here, and it's Tyam and Winota, and I have them okay. here for different reasons, similar but different reasons. So Tyam, uh, you know, it's an interesting deck. It has some some really kind of unique strategies. Uh, Ian talked about it very well in the last episode, especially like being able to win off land drops and land activated abilities and just kind of weird things that are challenging to interact with. Um, it's doing quite well in tournaments right now, but I don't, I think it's kind of like punching above its weight class right now. And I don't really think yeah, it is that good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, to me, it feels like Magda in 2022, where everybody's like, how do I deal with this deck? And eventually they're going to pick up on it and um, it'll be a little bit easier to deal with. There's still some challenges there with like the partially known information with the fact that you get to mm-hmm. like mill value and bring something back. And, and it's sort of like, well, what's going to come? It could pop off at any moment, but I just don't quite think it's really a top 10 deck. Um, it just hits on some really strange angles, and I think that stops a lot of people. Yeah. I think the one difference I see between that and Magda is Magda had the, what was it, the Marchessa event where it did the thing. Yeah. And then immediately everybody became super aware of it, and then it immediately stopped doing well. Like, yeah. Yeah. it was I- very quickly that people picked up on what Magda right, yeah. was doing. Whereas Tyam has like multiple tournaments under it. Tyam's yeah. been doing this mm-hmm. for like months now at this point. And that's where I've kind of been like, yeah. all right, maybe it has a little bit more zhuzh than I thought it did. Well, um, I think there's, there's also just an element of um, like, if a deck isn't going super turbo-y, kind of like how Magda can, mm-hmm. and if it's just kind of like accumulating slow value, especially in like non-blue and non-red colors, I think it does fly under the radar a lot more mm. than you'd think. Like Abzan yeah. decks just don't seem like they should be scary in CDH. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of people who just aren't taking Tyam seriously and aren't interacting with it early enough. And then it just accumulates this value and kind of snowballs. So I, I think that's a big part of it too. It, it's weird because my experience was that at Mox Masters, people were taking it extraordinarily seriously really like everybody at mox masters this month when i was playing in it was everybody was on top like everybody was super aware they were like okay we got to deal with this we got to do x mm-hmm. y and z and the tie-in decks were just kind of like it felt very much to me like uh how ian described kinnon last month where it was just mm-hmm. like okay sure yeah. whatever and it mm-hmm. just kind of kept doing its thing uh, I also think it's important to note with Tyam that it's like two pilots who are just going on a tear right now with it. Yeah. And uh, so is there more? 
Yeah, no. So the brothers are doing very well with it, but right. actually, the the person who won the whole tournament with it wasn't even that wasn't either of them. There's actually been several pilots uh, that are not the Tuco or well. Pixel. My my point was was I was looking at EDH top sixteen. It was like you see yeah, like same. the same names very frequently, where it's like other decks. You yeah, don't really I think it's it's, it's more than two people though. I think it's like four or five people. Okay, sure. Um, point, I think a lot of it has to do with that are like like the interaction suite that your average CDH deck has, has trouble dealing with Tyam because mm -hmm. of the recursion ability. So, you know, having like a lot of single target removal, which is predominantly what most CDH, CDH decks are running, um, you know, you're going to invest a bunch of, uh, a bunch of resources to remove one thing. And then Tyam yeah. can probably bring it back. And I think it kind of ties into your previous episode where you guys were talking about like, board wipes and mass removal effects in cdh and i think those mm -hmm. probably need to be getting played more and i think decks like tyam that are little rube goldbergy and and have a ton of pieces that yeah. synergize together are gonna be a little bit worse if that like yep. moves into the meta yeah, yeah i i very much agree uh ian what is your oh, wait my other oh, one was oh, winota sorry. oh yeah winota so where with tyam i think it's overperforming uh and you know, I think Winota's underperforming. It's kind of like off of my top 10 for the exact same reason. Basically, the things that you guys have said in previous episodes, I think Winota is just such a boogeyman that when it comes down, everybody is like, mm -hmm. okay, like unholster your guns. Let, let's get it's fucking ready for Winota. abysmal. Right yeah, now. exactly. But it's, like, it's a really good deck. Like when yeah. I play against it casually, just, you know, wherever. It's awesome, but I, it just doesn't right. have the chops in tournament play anymore, and I don't see a ton of people bringing it that much either. So, yeah, yeah. we but definitely had that period Ian, where everybody deck. was was so aware of it, and then a bunch of people started playing it, and then everybody kind yeah. of like adjusted, and yeah. then it, and then people, they over adjusted, but then yeah. for some reason that's now we're there. Yeah, well, it has it has a bit of that uh, that like Tyam factor where there's some like unknown information about how good the flip is going to be. You know what I mean? Right. And I think, I think decks like that um, tend to get over evaluated and, and almost should get over evaluated a little bit because you don't know if that next stack piece that drops is just going to absolutely wreck you. Yeah. Um, well, that's like you were, you were talking about that with Atali you know? too, right? Like where Atali yeah, yeah, had some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I literally had flips like I, I played it again last night where I was like I had two flips in a row that it was like it was all stinky garbage. And then I, I've had multiple flips now where it's like, oh, you've I, I just got a, a game winning combo yeah. when I had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Thanks. Oh, yeah. yeah like like Oracle from you. Demonic consultation from you. Yeah, thanks, like guys. I, I flipped into a Hallbreaker horror during one of my pods in the, that matchup. And I was like, oh, OK, well, I have all these zero mana rocks because i had, i tried to cast a tolly so i guess i'm gonna win <laughs> yeah. ian are those sticky notes dude yes i am oh yes, my god I, I thought i thought you were doing like some crazy magic card shuffle i was like holy shit no ian's he's just like, making no he's joke. just ian's over there he's like, just ruining your audio trying. quality yeah exactly like he's actively <laughs> trying no to make this, my this job picks up on the audio i can, I, hear I, I, you can very clearly hear it Oh, I'm so sorry. I, just, <laughs> I, I, guess I was I'm just sitting over here like, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It <laughs> reminds me of when we had uh, we had Lauren uh, MTG Hot Dog on our podcast as a guest. And at one point, he's I just keep hearing this clicking sound. And I'm like, 
Lauren, are you like clicking a pen cap on and off a pen over and over again? And he's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I am. I'm just fidgeting. So I haven't been doing that for long. I and understand. I was like, you've only been doing it for 10 minutes. Don't even worry. I, I'm I'm sitting here playing with my AirPods case while we while yeah. we do this. So. I, I definitely <laughs> did have to yell at one of my friends because he was vaping during our episode. And I was like, I can hear every puff, you idiot. <laughs> Damn, can that's a not? loud rig, dude. That's some loud a, cotton that he's blasting. Vape me? <laughs> he, was, he was hitting that cotton. <laughs> he's just brutally coughing right into the microphone. Like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, I'm so cool because I vape. And you're like, Matt, it's been 10 minutes. Please stop saying that into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of like that sound when they like hold it in. It's like. <laughs> 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 oh man vape nation dog vape nation <laughs> uh ian your honorable yeah. mention for the month of july okay so i have like <clears throat> i i literally as we were talking about this because you reminded me of my list from last month and i had dawn maker at 10 but i actually took it off my top 10 right now wow um, no um, and it is so <laughs> uh well, I feel like because Cal and I are here every month, right, we are our job is sort of to report on what is the top 10 of the mm-hmm. format actively, right? Like what yeah, is yeah. doing well? Um, and it could just be straight up that nobody's playing Dawn Waker right now, right? And in these most recent tournaments, but it did not get a single top result this month. And so for me, that, it just didn't get played it, this month. Is what it, happened. Yeah, and it, it probably yeah. just didn't get played, right? But like I, I have a hard time like not being like objective and being like well i didn't see it top at all so like i'm mm-hmm. just gonna put it to the side say it's probably still amazing um but since we're rocking this weird like uh you know in between with the way we do these lists i i think because we're here consistently it's not always like if i just express my opinion on what i think is objectively the best decks in the format every single month then it would be the same it's thing just the same time right? yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so mine's mine's more more temporally locked so this is about time actually <laughs> there we go the mind um, sculptors is actually just a really a elaborate like do- yeah, yeah, doctor yeah. who episode yeah um, you guys should have named um, yourself after like tafiri and not jace because tafiri yeah. is like a time mage you know some brain consistency yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there see but the problem is is that jace the mind sculptor is my favorite card so <laughs> okay yeah how do you feel about jace as a character though oh i love jace Really? I think he gets shit on for no reason. He's got Superman syndrome for me. He's just like, he's got Zuko vibes for me, I feel like, but not in a good way. Zuko's cool. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, I think (laughs) Zuko's the biggest fucking sad boy. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's what makes him great. Have you ever seen what I think is cool? Have you even seen The Beach? Where he stands on top of a mountain and cries because lightning won't strike him and he goes you've never held back before screaming to god okay yeah dude. so you know what <laughs> no yeah, so ian, are you saying hold on ian are you saying that when vegeta did that and became a super saiyan you didn't think that was cool i've never watched dragon ball i'm so sorry what oh my god cancel i, I, I thought it was bad. cool um, thank you callahan you're welcome <laughs> it's okay i'm i'm watching through uh one piece right now and my I've current, noticed that like a uh, crush Sorry. is zoro uh because he's 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 such a vibe i'm like he's great the, he, he is the first like male character i've ever seen in like a show where i'm like yeah that that's that's how i want to look 
if I could just <laughs> yeah. be Zoro, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I used to have start, like really start. close cropped, dyed green hair, so I had like a Zoro look for a while. He, he very much has yeah, too powerful, too powerful. <laughs> I he has what it. I call the uh, Billy Joe Armstrong if he was like a samurai vibe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like but like pre American idiot, right? Yes. I, I'm talking okay. like Dookie yeah, Billy Joe Armstrong, yeah. right? I, like 100%. Bleach blonde hair. Yeah, uh, hell yeah. That that's the that's the <laughs> vibe so I get from Zora. Uh um, yeah, One Piece is fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm, One Piece I'm is on... great. I just finished Alabasta arc uh this oh, morning. Oh nice, that's a good one. And I was sobbing. Um yeah. Like yeah. the the last episode, I was just like sobbing, and I was it, just like, "Fuck this you. show! What the fuck?" <laughs> I've been reading the manga, and I'm on chapter like 708 or something, and I'm trying to like crush through the rest of it uh, before you know what is that yeah. that that special date, August 8th or something like that. Is that like the when but, it ends or whatever? Um, no, it's when uh, it's when I think the episode with Gear Five is going to be released, and I want to watch that shit. Interesting. That'll well, all make sense as you continue reading. Yeah, I was going to say I'm like <laughs> I, I'm still back here. We we like just met Smoker and nice. like Those all are good that days. Stuff, so I um, I did watch 120 episodes of the anime, and dude, you were I just about to get there, man. Them. Yeah, yeah. Only like six hundred left. Honestly, just another one hundred and twenty, and you'd be really in the good shit. I I almost hopped off before um our long park because I was just like, dude, the show just keeps like, it's like oh, yeah. kind of all right, but it's like like Batier. I hated Ooze, like uh Syrup Village. The yep. first two arcs are fine, uh, but then it gets to our long park, and that's when I was just like, okay, I'm in, and yeah. that that one got me, and then. In the the arc in between Arlong Park and uh, what's Alabasta, the mm -hmm. like in between arc is so boring. Where they're like on the fucking island with the two giants, and I'm like, can we do something <laughs> interesting, please? And that was then great. They finished that arc, and I was like, thank you. We're doing something interesting. Um, <laughs> So what I think we should do is like one of those speed up sound effects and then we can put like a little caption that says they started talking about one piece. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Dude, Sp SpongeBob already is a great sound bite you can steal for that. <laughs> 10 Two hours, hours later. later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, so 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 Don Waker's in your honorable mention slot. Wow. Yeah. And then my my other honorable mention was just like the card to Vesh, um, because there has been a couple top cuts with Tevesh Krom and a couple with Tevesh Thrasios, and I just think mm -hmm. uh it's it's starting to show up more and more. It might be a bit of like yeah, this deck would probably be better with Timna, but it also might not be, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tevesh is a weird one. I, I haven't played against many Tevesh decks. I played against a Tevesh Kodama Pox deck that I talk about as often as I can because it was fucking insane and blew yeah, my that mind. Sounds like it. Uh, Pox I, is an insane spell, but I haven't yeah. seen Tevesh too much. I I have a I, I have such a love hate relationship with Tevesh because when it first came out, I was like nobody's going to play this, and then Rebel yeah. built the thing with it, and I was like, oh, this is really cool, and so I got really high on it, and then I feel like since then it's just been like this slow descent back down to this isn't mm -hmm. very good. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at with it, where I'm just kind of like, I could play Tavesh or 
I could do something else. And I have enjoyed something else significantly more. Uh, yeah. Like it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, if I'm going to play a fringe partner like this, I'm going to play yeah, Arden yeah. or something that's more yeah, yeah. like interesting. I feel like. Yeah. Or um, even like our mix, I think might be a better mono black partner. I don't yeah, know. is just kind of weird. Very underexplored. To be honest. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I'm a huge fan as Ian knows, I'm a huge fan of like removal in the command zone. <laughs> I think it's incredibly what? powerful and underrated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me too. Um, my honorable mention for the month of July was a finalist of Mox Masters, and that is the card Nimrus. Oh yeah. Uh, I I would like to see this deck get played more because I actually think it's really good. Uh yeah. but we talked about this a little bit last week. Uh I I have been let's let's just also like context it was the most winning deck uh between both seasons of the mlc it had the best record of all decks in the mlc um it also was in both finals of the mlc mm-hmm. it uh has now gone to a couple finals but it's kind of sporadic because people don't play it a whole lot the yep. way i describe it is it's what Rashmi wishes it was because mm-hmm. it's Rashmi with win cons. Um, and so yeah. Nimrus yeah. is a deck that I really like. I think that it has a lot of advantages because your commander is just mm-hmm. really good. I believe, yeah. if I recall correctly, it has flash, doesn't it? It does. Uh, yeah. So it's like it just is you don't have to take a turn off with it. Like it's just exactly what you want out of a Demir yeah. control commander, and yeah. honestly, think you should be playing that more in general. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Nimrus, so keep an eye out on Nimrus. I'd, uh, hopefully, the fact that it top forward will give it a little bit more, uh, some more eyes on it, and that, mm-hmm. that's hopefully I can also put some. Well, I, I think it ties into what you guys were talking about in last episode or la- your last monthly review episode, which is like the power yeah. of flash spells mm-hmm. and just being able to kind of really pick your moment. And Nimrus does yeah. that very well. Yeah. Um, and to have to have a very powerful draw go deck with yeah. like essentially card advantage in the command zone yeah. and to have also, that in gotta- your colors is very yeah. strong. It's the first time we're able to talk about it on this podcast. But we got a third Shimmer Mirror too, which yeah. is crazy. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. The in, in the new, yep. Yeah, and yes. I was like, <laughs> well, it's funny because like a part of being an ambassador is that we get the product a little early, right? So I cracked it open. And I was looking through, and I was like, oh my god, this is insane, and I can't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the name of that card again? Do, does anyone it's something know it Shimmering Cicada, something like that? Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like in that. the new Eldrazi precon. If people uh, at home don't know what we're talking about, but it's essentially a, a shimmer mirror. <laughs> so let's get into this top ten. Number ten. Let's do it. Uh, so let's Sam, what is your number ten for the month of July? It is a weird one. And I'm ready for you guys to recoil. But my okay. number 10, uh, and again, this is like based on my play experiences. I looked a little bit at EDH top 16, did some research about like conversion rates and whatnot. 
But um, I feel like I have to put this on just because I'm such a lover of this style of deck. And my tum- my number 10 is Tim Natana. Tim Natana. All right. Okay. Yep. That's a respectable That's... deck. Yeah, I mean, I... Any any specific variation? I mean, I, I love the blood po- uh, the blood pod build that has like Kiki combo wins, yeah. and you know I think mm-hmm. Kiki's really powerful and doesn't see as much play anymore. And I think because of that, it can still get some wins out of nowhere. Sylvan Safekeeper is a great mm-hmm. card, and and that's like maybe one of yeah. the best protection pieces. And people have been playing mm-hmm. that a lot lately, and it really slaps in Tendatana. Um. Yeah, it, yeah. It's also just like everything that I love about Naya stacks. And I will mention it. I'm like mm-hmm. a big Marath Will of the Wild player. It's like my pet fringe CDH deck. And Tim yeah. Natana is kind of like the version of that if it was actually going to be a decent competitive list. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to play Blood Pod. Like my, I'm predominantly like a stacks player when it comes to CDH. And my stacks yeah. journey started mm-hmm. with, I think it was like Rurik Thar or something like that. And then mm-hmm. I played Blood Pod for a really long time and eventually shifted into Marath. Um, and it's yeah. just an awesome deck. I, I will say, like, the numbers do kind of back it up a little bit. It's got a pretty solid conversion rate. If you look mm-hmm. at EDH Top 16, it's just above Thrasios Dargo uh, with a handful mm-hmm. of, like, fewer recorded games. So I don't think a lot of people are bringing it. Mm-hmm. But it did top 16 yeah. in uh, the majority of the Mox Masters tournaments that happened this the, year. So it's got like a pretty good record there. Lisby is a big part of that. Definitely. But yeah, yeah I, I, I noticed that Lisby has like a, a pretty awesome track record with it. Yeah. But I think it's it's yeah. a really powerful deck. But also, you know, credit mm-hmm. to that pilot. Stacks decks are challenging to play mm-hmm. in tournament settings and just challenging to play yep. in general because so often you drop a yep. stacks piece shoot yourself in the foot, enable another person to win, and you lose. And yeah. that is like the stacks real challenge of, those, of playing stacks. Stacks is one of those archetypes where you don't really know you've made a mistake until like three or four turns later. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I should have done something entirely different. But yeah. it's so yeah, late yeah. to correct that ship. Yeah. Um, right, right. It's so true. Ian, what is your number 10? Mm-hmm. Uh, my number 10 is Malcolm Timna. Um, it deserves to be on this top 10. Um, it like not a lot of people play mm-hmm. it because I think like the de facto is like, oh, why aren't you playing Blue Farm? Right. right. Or Tivit um, in those colors. But, or Tivit. Yes, exactly. And that's a, a good question. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I also respect the fact that like the deck has its benefits, like Malcolm being able to curve very efficiently, like let's turn one Malcolm's being a priority mm-hmm. for the list. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's a deck that is just solid. Like it, it does what it's supposed to do. It shows up. It gets Tim to draws. It has a bit of, you know, synergy with some pirate stuff. And apart from that, like it is just trying to be as efficient as possible. It is, is a deck built around efficiency. It's a good Christian um, commander pair. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's also the only homie out here still trying to represent Doomsday. So what I'm are you like, talking about? I just know, told you, gotta, I just you, told you a, a, a Soul Tide deck that's playing Doomsday. <laughs> Yeah, dude, you forgot about Sadisi? Yeah, so Come on. My, uh, yeah, my, my email is open, comedianmtg at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on Discord or Twitter if you need any help. <laughs> oh, great. man. And if that makes you salty, my email's open uh, for the Howling yeah, Saltmine yeah, podcast. Yeah, you can tell us how pissed off that made you. <laughs> this is so great because anything that I say, I could just direct them to Sam. It's great. Uh, 
So uh, my number 10 is also uh, a deck that I had in my eighth spot like Ian did last month. because that's where that uh, Tibna Malcolm was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, mine is Rog Sai for number 10. Um, I almost took it out of my top 10. Yeah. Um, wow. That it would, it be, would bold. be bold. And I, I was not feeling quite that bold this month, <laughs> uh, but I'm mm. getting there. Um, my, my take on Rog Sai is that I can't see this thing. I've never seen this deck uh, cross the finish line, like successfully. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, yeah. At the same time, like it keeps making the top uh, oh, like cut, right? One, so, like, maybe at one point, but that's the thing is, yeah, it's, that's fair. But like, I I keep seeing it do really well in in the in the Swiss, and yeah. then it gets to the turn or to the the actual like, okay, now we're playing big boy magic, yeah, yeah. Yep. and it just it just can't hang. And so, like for me, it's like that's fine. Like you can like you're for my people who listen, no sports. Um, let's let's talk about some football teams that the can make the playoffs. We're getting Cal. the reference. Cal, is this is this this is mm -hmm. I need to pause you here now yeah. that I'm your co-host. Is this a metaphor that's worth the very long explanation for the people who don't know? Ian, sports? Ian, how else are they gonna mark how that box on their know? bingo card? How else are they gonna mark their bingo card? You know? <laughs> you gotta get the sports reference every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't oh, no. mentioned LeBron yet. Oh yeah, but my theater um, reference got no, cut last time. No, I said it, it, was it. It, it made it. it. reference very much made yeah. it. Um, <laughs> it's like Barbara Streisand or whatever you say. Yeah. Um, it was Meryl Streep. Excuse yeah. you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but basically, my, my what I'm trying to get at is there there are like teams in the NFL, right? Who can make the the playoffs pretty consistently every year, but aren't quite good yeah. enough to get farther than that. Mm -hmm. And sure. that that that's fine. Like that's good. That's a that's a great way to sell tickets and make money, right? Um, for a a co commander deck, and if you're wanting to win a championship, you want a Super Bowl. Uh, I I would probably recommend something that can go the distance because I don't think Rog's Eye is that yeah. deck um that's fair and so that's like i i think it has the ability to get you into a good position like if you if yeah, you could yeah. play like two different decks with from your swiss to the uh tournament bracket part that was yeah thing like if you point. could do yeah. that rog would be like pff, so good but it just can't convert once it gets into yeah. the the playoff portion of it yeah, I've only ever seen top fours yeah. at most. I mean, when I was looking, I couldn't see a single, uh, like actual victory in like that would like, took down the tournament. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was like, okay, uh, yeah. clearly something is not working. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so for number nine, Sam, uh, what is your number nine? Um, so I hemmed and hawed over this one. I was very torn. I ended up going with Dargo Thrasios for my okay. number nine. I was really considering Malcolm Tana, uh, just kind of two different teamer pirate mm -hmm. themed decks. And I, I think they're both really valid, but Dargo Thrasios is the one that I'm enjoying more right now. Um, I got to play it for the first time a few weeks ago and didn't have a ton of experience with it. But since then, I've kind of fallen in love with the build. 
-hmm. think it has really explosive win cons and these like these angles with Dargo wins are sometimes very hard to see um, like what the combo is really going to be. And I think that the fact mm -hmm. that it can pivot and fall back on Thrasios, which is like pretty much one of the best mid grain, uh, mid range grinding engines in CDH, just to be able to fall back on that yeah. makes it a very powerful deck. It does like fold to a lot of stacks. Um, and I play in some pretty stacks heavy pods. So, you know, I, I think it has its, its strengths and its weaknesses, but it's pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. Similarly, yeah. like Malcolm Tana, yeah. I think could easily fit in here. Um, Glinthorn's obviously yeah. a super powerful that, combo. That just and like, Kiki, it's got Kiki, I, I, Sylvan Safekeeper, and Spellskite, yeah. baby. Like yeah. <laughs> you guys were talking about Spellskite the other day. Like Sylvan Safekeeper and yeah, Spellskite yeah. are crazy protection pieces. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. together. Yeah, I feel like Malcolm is weirdly like absent. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. People why. just stopped playing it. I've not me. heard anything well, about. I it. I think yeah. a lot of people, and this might be why you're not seeing. Don Waker. I think a lot of people are getting some cold feet with Orcish Bowmasters and like heavy dork decks and kind of yeah. being like, well, where is this going to land? And if my if my main strategy is like dump out dorks, uh, produce value, yeah. then that's going to be a yeah. challenging strategy. Whereas these other decks Great. with dorks like, you know, Najila and others that we're going to talk about can pivot easily away from that if right, there is right. a Bowmaster down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was a little bit more concerned about Bowmasters last month, and I, I will spoil this. I'm significantly less concerned about Bowmasters this month. Same. Um, yeah, same. I, I got to I, play against it for the first few times kind of recently, and I, I will say it's really rough. I will also say Marath Will of the Wilds kills it every single time. <laughs> yeah, like like my, my experience with it is it warps the game around itself once it comes down, yeah. but it's not as oppressive as you think it is. Like, yeah, that's the other thing is like I like I was underwhelmed by Fairy Mastermind because of how little it yep. triggered. So I don't know why I was like as worried about Bowmasters. And I think it was just a lot of people describing. I think the people I was talking to were very in a little heavier mm -hmm, mid-range mm -hmm. metas, right? Um, I still think it's like probably more of a problem for casual. I, yeah, I still, still think it's a problem for casual. I still think it's going to eat a ban. Uh, but I, well, I think you just mm -hmm. hit these situations in a CDH game where Bowmasters is down. And then, like some other pieces there, like the one ring, and just fully enables Bowmasters to just be like zip, zip, zapping mm -hmm. and, and hitting a ton of stuff. Yeah. So that can happen, but generally speaking, you yeah. know, it's it's going to be like a a two for two. I do think I, I do yeah, think I uh, I, I yeah I totally lost my train of thought. I agree with you. Um, was what I was <laughs> trying to say. Um, ah, I see. <laughs> Uh, Ian, your number nine for the month of July. Yeah. My number nine is uh, has had a fall from grace as of late, and I I believe you and I are mostly responsible for that. That is uh, yeah. Captain Zissé. Really, that's yeah. super um, interesting. Yes, yeah. I'll, so I'll reserve I, my comments. Played, yeah, 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 yeah. So I played um, Zissé at. Uh, at chaos last mm -hmm. weekend or i didn't play it i played against it a bunch after i played I, it I popped a the video bunch out, uh at mox masters and i think we are uh i'm concerned that people are doing the winota thing okay. a little bit with this okay. where they're gonna gonna overreact to certain yep. tutors um but i also think like there's gonna be more people playing it um right now and i think you will see sisay do worse nowadays because 
there's a lot of people who like didn't really heed my instructions at the start of that video and recognize the fact that it's a really really complicated yeah. deck it's a uh, and machine. then just try and pick like, it yeah. up yeah and it's like you need to know for to pilot the deck to its maximum potential you need to know every single ability of every single planeswalker in the deck where their statics come in line what it means to reset a creature like all of these things like what it how do you turn a flicker line into an untapped yeah. flicker line like all of these things are how you maximize the deck and i still punt that mm-hmm. stuff right <laughs> and, and people like picking up this deck are like oh yeah just it does the thing and the dockside and it's like okay but you don't always have a dockside for seven I mean, you don't have a dockside for seven. The deck gets a lot. Yeah. That's one of the it's things, one of the more yeah. skill intensive decks uh, in CDH right now. Yeah. Um, to to Agreed. really Agreed. really shine with it. Mine's further up the list, and, and I'll talk. I'll like really dump my my thoughts when we get yeah. there. But yeah, yeah, it's interesting that it's fallen for you. My yep. mine's not a whole lot yeah. farther uh, up, but my number nine is Kin and Bonder Prodigy. Still, same place as mm-hmm. it was last month. I think it's good. Uh, Ian, look at its conversion rate. Look at its win rate. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's sixteen percent. Call me when it gets over twenty. Um, like it, it really <laughs> it has such a bad win rate. Uh, overall, mm-hmm. and I I hear yeah. what you're saying, and I totally agree with you. But there was one thing that I mm-hmm. noticed you said last month. Uh, that I think a plot that it that. You also said about Sisse, and you kind of said it about Kinnan, um, is that when people play Kinnan and they get good at Kinnan, underline that mm-hmm. as many times as you feel necessary, yeah, yeah. those people do <laughs> yeah. really good with it, and they swear yeah. by it. And I think yeah. that is a very yeah. important reason of why I don't have it in the top five, because I don't think it's That's like fair. a That's deck fair. where people can pick it up and do really well. Um, granted, I do have a deck mm-hmm. in my top five that is a little bit more like struggles, but I think just because of what's going on in the meta, I kind of have to have it up there. Uh, Kinnan just isn't converting. I think you have to practice a ton on it in order mm-hmm. to. Uh, I think well, it is converting. Like there are, I'm, I, I have yet to see a tournament in a while where there's not. Okay, but what did I just get done saying about Rockside? Like, yeah, it's no, like I understand. I'm just saying, like it is, it is. Yeah, yeah, showing yeah. up is my point, um, right? But that's like, kind of my point. Is it's just it's one of those things where uh, I, I still have it in my top ten. It's number nine. Uh, I think that it's a great deck if you put in the reps. If you put in the reps and you practice and you play the deck a ton. Uh, if you're somebody like me and you don't get to play CEDH like every other day or every night or something like that, where you yeah. are going to be able to practice and like get those reps in probably pick something else because mm-hmm. this is a deck that really requires you to know the deck. Um, and that's, that's kind of how I feel about Kenan. I uh, think one of the things with Kenan mm-hmm. and I don't have it in my top 10. Sorry, Ian. Um, I, I just don't. Is he also the deck drunk or is that only me? <laughs> 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 I don't really encounter it too much, but I will say, I think like yeah. what you're getting at Cal is that Kinnan, Kinnan has these like subtle points where you need to shift your strategy as your pieces are getting interacted with. And I think those are really, really yeah. hard to see when you're brand new to the deck. There, yeah. There's a point where it's yeah, like, right. okay, am I going to be going for my combos? Am I going to be going for Kinnan activations? Am I, should I just be dropping mm-hmm. big creatures for value? And I think yeah. those decision points are like really key in succeeding with the deck and that shit is yeah, hard I mean, to pick up 
so many players I've seen who are like not exceptional kid in pilots would be like, yeah, you just jam basalt yeah. as soon as possible. And it's like, no, that's, <laughs> yeah. no. Like, I think it that, looks that, a lot more straightforward than it actually is. You're like, oh, you make yeah. mana and you win the game, right? Like that's how Kinnon plays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will yeah. say shout out to Kinnon for the Mirage Mirror combo, which is probably the dankest and weirdest combo in CDH oh, right now. So I fucking cool. love it. It I is, fucking love it. I would also describe it as dead. <laughs> Shout out sure. to Pongo on that one, right? Like, yeah, that shit is so good. That like makes so my good. brain light up in a cool way. Well, yeah. uh, Sam, moving on up to the number eight spot, what is your number eight deck? My number eight deck is Magda. Magda. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You mother. Tyler had it at number eight. You have you it at Tyler eight. Don't have Cannon on there, but you have goddamn Magda, <laughs> Sam. Fucking great, dude. Okay, hear me out. I'm on so the I, inside on this one. <laughs> that's totally fine. I, maybe it's not converting in tournaments. I know people are like very wary of it now, but Magda is an incredibly powerful deck. It can like pivot between these really aggressive strategies and these stacks heavy strategies. And it can do it with the win con on the stack, like with the tutor on the stack, the internet interaction comes down and you're like, all right, I'm going to shift to stacks and slow this game down a little bit and continue to move forward. I also think Magda, uh, there's going to be a couple lists to talk about like this, but Magda is a, is a list that has these like very strange interaction points. And while people are learning what those are with like clock combo and the dragon combos and things like that, mm -hmm. Magda is one of yep. those lists that is guaranteed to continue to evolve in the meta of CDH because every set that prints a dragon, every set that prints a bomb artifact like Portal to Phyrexia, we've kind yeah. of we sort of opened our eyes um. to like, we could just fucking <laughs> yeah. slam that in Magda and do great. Like every mm -hmm. set that mm -hmm. prints an awesome artifact or dragon, you or can dwarf. evaluate it for Magda. Yep. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, or, uh, or a shapeshifter or something. Um, and the fact that that exists with this deck, I think even though people mm -hmm. learn these weird lines, a new release is going to come out and there's going to be a new weird line that you don't know. And, and that is going to have it continue to be very powerful. I will also say it, it yeah. folds to a lot of removal and folds to some stacks. I, yeah. I, uh, Mike, my co-host on the show, he's also in my weekly pod. He jams Magda a ton and for a long time was running the table which is literally why I built Marath Will of the Wild. So every time uh, Magda could come down, I could just ping it for one and kill it and stop the deck. Yeah. So like it's got some some pretty big Achilles heels, but I, I think it's just a wicked cool deck and it's going to be relevant mm -hmm. for a long time. Yeah. I, I, I uh Someone someone take that sound bite. Ian just agreed with me, everybody. Ian thinks he agrees uh, uh, completely. No, <laughs> well, Ian, this good. is your chance to just... No, I didn't say completely. Whoa. Uh, Ian. Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> Big difference there, Sam. So since you agree, your number eight is Magda, right? Yes, a deck I definitely have on this top ten <laughs> is Magda. <laughs> uh, no, no, at number eight, I have okay. Rogsai. Mm -hmm. um, Rogsai, it, it keeps putting up results, but I, everything Kyle complained about earlier, I agree with. Um, the deck is very strong. I have zero complaints about yep. anyone who plays it I, it's they can't do math deck. it's gonna get toxic <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and all their cards are sleeved upside down it's weird yeah 
<laughs> and they only tap at 45 degrees. Whoa, there's so nothing wrong with that. Though. You're getting carried away, Ian. No, no, you sociopath. You and Alan with your like, oh, it's tapped. And you're like, you've moved it three centimeters. <laughs> the, the cards are only three centimeters wide. That's that's like a lot. It's like you're like, oh, it's tapped. Like, <laughs> oh, you thought that I had that available? Oh, no, I haven't been holding up anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, no, I. I Rod size. Um, yeah. yeah. Rod size is powerful. Like, it's it's strong. It's explosive. It's, if you want to go burr, it goes mm-hmm. burr. Normally, I would say if you want to go burr, it's the best at going burr, but. Uh, asterisk yeah. on that one we'll see what happens at number seven <laughs> anyways pass the mic <laughs> uh my number eight is uh this is where sissay's fall from grace is for me uh i had sissay mm. up at number five last month i have sissay down here at number eight um and mm. it's very much the same thing as what ian said i think yeah. people it took up the deck and did the thing where they were like, all right, I'm going to play it. And I, it's really simple. You just land a dock side. And there's just <laughs> yeah. like, there's so many people who think I, I want them to ban dock side just so people can like turn their brains back on. So like, <laughs> I, I, I miss when people thought about their lines instead of just being like, oh, good dock side. I won. Yeah. Like, I, I want people to go back to. <laughs> thinking about mana yeah uh because it's it's very interesting how many people just are like oh, i landed oxide the game's over right mm-hmm. um right right so yeah so say here at eight i don't have a much more to add to what ian said other mm-hmm. than hey maybe yeah. let the people who know what they're doing play this deck and then choose something else i'm not saying it listen if this is what you want to learn go for it but just yeah. know you're yeah. going to have a you got to learn it you can't just pick it up and play it you have to learn it right um, you need like such an mm-hmm. insane amount of reps for that deck yeah. to succeed it, it's really crazy and, and before somebody comes and tells me i'm gatekeeping or tells me that i am telling people what they should and shouldn't play here's what i am actually doing is what i'm doing is is i'm setting people up for success i'm not gatekeeping you i'm telling you that hey if you don't have the time nor the energy to put mm-hmm. in a ton of reps and learn this deck inside and out, then maybe this isn't the deck for you. That's all I'm saying. I'm not telling you not to play it. If you want to play it, go for it. I'm just telling you this. I'm literally just giving you a warning. That's it. Yeah. Also but, to those people that would say you're gatekeeping, we can't even hear you because we're on the other side of this gate right now. You know? Yeah. We're not even here. We're in the past. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. No. And we all know. Gates, no time travel talk. <laughs> gates traditionally are are unable to pass sound through. Well, yeah, right? I mean, so it's so like a really nice gate. <laughs> it's a nice gate. It's it's, it's really nice it's gate. right but there at the nice forty gate, decibels. We actually, it's really yeah, yeah. It, it's made um, out of audio yeah, foam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. But you just said it was a nice. Gate. <laughs> yes, as I look up at my like. $10 audio foam nailed to the wall. <laughs> that is more than I got. You're like, hey, uh, it's a good game. <laughs> uh, so number seven for you, uh, Sam, as we work our way up this list, what is your seventh deck? Uh, it's Rog Silas. So, okay. I mean, you know, I, I agree We're with all what you guys in agreement then. <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah. it's a really interesting list. I mean, I don't, again, like a lot of this stuff is based on my personal experience. I don't, I'm not putting too much of a, 
competition or, or a tournament results slant on my yeah. list. But I used to play Rog Silas a lot. It's a wicked fun deck. Very, very straightforward. Yeah. It just zooms, and that's usually what you do. Um, I think yeah. the thing that I never liked about the list was that the mid game grind was always kind of a bummer. Oh, and but Sam, I haven't really, you heard? Mm-hmm. We play Ristic Study. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the the other thing is that like the fact that Silas is such a bummer in the command zone. I just like it's yeah. really hard for me to want to play that deck. And Rog it's, is it's great he's because he's so like, fast, well, but it's just like, man, yeah. like a Bowmasters is going to come down and guess what it's going to hit? The thing that you cast on turn one yeah. with, that has has one toughness. Like it's <laughs> I, I had the I had a delightful experience when I was playing uh, Arden Silas once uh, and I was playing up against mm-hmm. somebody who was playing Rog Silas and I had Arden out and I had a Skull mm-hmm. Clamp out and every turn they played their rograk and i was like hey thanks for the free cards champ uh and i was just like they were like why do you keep skull clamping this it was like well you keep replaying your rograk so it's like if you want to pay two mana to give me you know cards i'm totally okay with that um i'm a really big fan of jessica silas after i played rockside for a bit i shifted to jessica silas granted again like i love removal in the command zone i love an infinite uh mana sync in the command zone yeah. i think it just has like some some style and mid mid-range grind that the regular rog silas deck doesn't have still wicked powerful yeah. still in my okay. top 10 just mm-hmm. not yeah. that high you know yeah uh yeah. your number seven ian my number seven is speaking of uh fast decks uh okay. interesting uh yeah mardu summer is real i, I really do i think uh this deck is fragile. It's more fragile than Rog's Eye, um, but it's cleaner in certain aspects because Dihada is able to. Or I don't even know. It if can cleaner grind a lot it, better than Rog's Eye can. I disagree okay. thoroughly. I, the, the the lack of Esper or um, not Esper Sentinel, uh, Mystic Gamora and Ristic Study. I think this this deck has no grind to it because I've played against it now multiple times against competent mm-hmm. pilots. I would argue. Uh, and it every time it gets under everybody, that's what the deck was designed. I mean, I, I've talked to the deck designers, right? The whole point of Dihada is to get under the Ristic Studies and under yeah, the Remoras, yeah. right? And like just silence off and go quick, right? Which it does that. It does that very effectively. I don't think it has much to any mid to late game. I think it's it has stuff it can do because Mardu Colors allows a little bit of longevity mm-hmm. in comparison to something like uh, the Grixis Shell, right? But like, I it it's genuinely just it's quick. Like I I saw a pretty clean turn two wow. the other day. There's you know un, turn one Bergy untapped win the game, and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like it's uh and you know Dihada's ability to just get those early breaches online yeah, helps a lot. Um, and the fact that it also it's a turbo breach mm-hmm. deck. It's not a turbo ad nauseum deck, and I think that helps yep. the deck a lot because breach is a lot more digestible early in the game and gets hit. I also by think stuff, people are know? starting to realize that. Turbo Nas is not nearly as good in the long term as Turbo Breach, mm-hmm. and that Breach is just yeah. a much more yeah. like sustainable like game plan. Yeah, yeah, it's it's about which one's sort of the end game, which one's yeah. sort of the backup plan, right? So that's interesting. But yeah, no, I'm. I've been How do you feel about that it. compared to like other Mardu decks that are out right now? Like you know, uh, like 
Mad Farm. Nobody's playing. Shit like that. Uh, is the issue? Dylan's got one well, that he's I mean, playing Mad right Farm now. Actually, um, that is yeah, yeah. Tim and Jessica. Mad Farm has been played around for a little bit, and it's doing pretty well. They're they're doing sort of the rock side thing where they're down to like twenty four yeah, yeah, lands, super greedy. Um, and I think it's definitely explosive and has a lot of potential, and it does the thing. Um, it's definitely very different. I know, I know. Eat your fruits <laughs> and vegetables, kids. Farm. <laughs> yeah, I want Christ. candy. I know, I know. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. I don't know. Like it's it's working, right? I haven't seen a twenty-eight land Mad Farm deck do well in a yeah. long time, but I have seen these twenty-four land ones. So like, kind of hard to argue with the results. At well, some it's point. interesting to hear that like this deck is so explosive because when I think of Mardu, yeah. I think of like mid-range grind. Yeah, but I also think of like mm. turn after turn jamming win attempts down people's throats, and it's like, okay, yeah, here's yeah. like my turn two win. Ah, that didn't work. I'm gonna go for my turn yeah. three win with some slightly different pieces. Yeah. Eh, that didn't work. Turn four win. Okay, yeah. I'm out of the game. You know, it, it really feels like what Rod <laughs> yeah. Timna wishes it was. You know what I mean? Like Rod Timna really yeah. wanted to be what yeah. Dehada is, and Dehada really, yeah. I think, Agreed. fills that role. Rod a little bit. Are people playing Rod? Yeah, because when Dehada was made, I tried to make Rod yeah. Timna, and I was like, oh yeah, no, it's it's just Dehada's yeah. cleaner. I mean, Dehada's super cool. It it shows up in a lot of Sisay lists just because it's such mm-hmm. a yeah, yeah. an enabler uh, and a great stepping stone mm-hmm. in combos. Um, with Sisse, so yeah, that yeah. is very good. Um, it's a good card. My number seven is one that was on my top ten. Then I took it off. Then I put it back on. As that's Dargo Thrasios. Um, nice. I I played against it a bunch at Mox Masters, and. I have to say, and then I goldfished it a bunch, and then I played it once uh, with a buddy of mine online, and uh, the deck makes me think of Dawn Waker a lot. Yeah, um, and mm-hmm. it feels like it, it, it feels like Dawn Waker, but it also feels like if Dawn Waker could just get out in front of everybody really fast. Um, like not that Dawn Waker can't, but it feels like this deck is more designed to be able to just throw up a long streak down the sideline and just you, you're, yeah, you're yeah. that your wide receiver is that fast you could just do it. Um, it, it feels like Dargo Thrasios has that capability with it, where it's just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's just so fast it could just get up underneath people, and then it also, like you were saying earlier, mm-hmm. Sam has one of the best grind. Uh, engines in the game yeah. it's in great colors mm-hmm. uh the only downside to it is you don't get white and i think in this yeah. economy that's kind of a mm-hmm. bummer not a boner it's a bummer yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> i think the other problem I almost said boner <laughs> again i'm not gonna lie uh <laughs> i think the other issue with um with dargo specifically Dargo combos is that like you pop off once with Dargo and if it gets stopped, you can basically never ever cast Dargo again <laughs> because if you get like 10 iterations of Dargo casts, like there's no, like they yeah. need to chain together from one Dargo. There's no way where you're like, well, I'll just have, you know, all these permanents I can sack. Yeah. Like sometimes you can with Dockside and like getting that extra Dockside mm-hmm. value, but it's very, yeah. But sometimes you're like, Oh, Dargo costs 17. Yeah. It's like, there's no way. The Dargo I'm, math yeah, yeah. It becomes very hard to work around, which, which can yeah. play in your favor sometimes. Mm-hmm. Cause people, mm-hmm. you can have like yeah. two or four command tax on a Dargo 
and people just cannot see the angle that you're coming from when you cast it in. And and yeah. that does have a lot of strength. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just, I, I played against, it. I was so impressed by it every single time I played it's against it. Cool. I was just like, this tech is so cool. Um, yeah, like it's just fun. Yeah. Uh, and it, in it, it I, I thought it was very much of a glass cannon. Like it either pops off or it doesn't. And then I watched mm-hmm. it sit there and lay down a training ground and sit there and mm-hmm. grind like a champ. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay, I'm oh, yeah. sold. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it was yeah. exactly what I wanted to see out of the, out of a teamer deck. I loved it. Yep. yep. Um, this episode is brought to you by visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Going up to number six, Sam, what is your number six stack? So my number six deck is one that I think has fallen out of favor in like the tournament scene, uh, but it's Krark Sakashima. God damn it. I knew you were going to say that. God damn it. <laughs> I could feel it's, it. It's still such a powerful deck in my mind. It, it just it just has this value grind that I think people, even with all the resources out there, I think people really still struggle to play into it. Mm-hmm. And it also yeah. just has these like interaction locks that can happen with fierce guardianship that like you don't really see any other deck able to create an environment where you're just so absolutely fucked that you can't really stop things unless there's like a mind break trap uh, there to, to pull things off. The there's so many people who don't understand where you're supposed to interact with this deck. Yeah. And it, it actively frustrates me because I, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, just do it before the trigger <laughs> resolves and it'll be okay. <laughs> like just, just interact yeah. before the trigger respond yeah. to the trigger and yeah. people never do it. And it drives me insane because I'm just sitting there watching it uh, mm-hmm. back in my local meta in uh, Lincoln. There were f- up to six Kirk Sakashima pilots in that meta. Ugh. It was Gross. miserable. There were <laughs> quite often four, <laughs> like a table of four Kirk Sakashima decks at it. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm people in that meta would play against it all the time and they would just be like, okay, so I respond after they make the copy. And I'm like, no, you want to respond to the trigger, baby. You want to make sure that that spell never has a chance to get back to their hand. You want it gone. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, But but even then it, it can just be such a challenge. Like even when you know when, the right interaction point is the deck can still just yeah. kind of pull things out of nowhere. Yeah. And I, I think that it's mm-hmm. fallen out of favor kind of rightfully so, because it's very challenging to pilot on a clock. Um, it's really time intensive at the table. And I think it's incredibly skill intensive as well mm-hmm. to know like how to build yeah. your board up and like when to be casting. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, the best thing to do against it is either play a rule of law, yes. text, which uh unfortunately the best rule of law deck in the format or i guess there's two being probably time and winota and one of them is no longer able to yeah. be played right <laughs> so it's it's in a much better position than it was i recently played against it uh against ken bauman he came here for a recording and uh i mean like i i thought i piloted perfectly against him and he still was able oh, to yeah. just like 
get to that point where it was just the critical mass of spells after getting one wheel off. And I was like, yeah, you're like, I just, there's yeah. nothing I can do. Against it it this kind right of now. feels like a bit like five color Sisse to me where mm-hmm. like in, in the hands of someone who really knows what they're doing, it is just yeah. an unstoppable force. It's very, very powerful. Agreed. I mean, it, it, I, I think it is the perfect like translation of gift storm for modern uh yeah. into like because yeah. it's yeah. it's the same thing with gift storm right if you if caleb Shearer walks up to a modern tournament and you hand him gift storm there is a pretty decent chance regardless of the meta that he's going to end up in yep. top eight and yeah. it's just mm-hmm. like it's one of those things it's the same thing with Kark sakashima where it's maybe not the best in the meta right now but if you hand it to a pilot who's really yeah. good with it they there's a good chance they're going to top 16 with it mm-hmm. um I, yeah. I also think that the stacks pieces that shut it down are usually stacks pieces that other people at the table are incentivized to remove for their own plan and that is like a very safe place to be when you're playing into a stacks pod like like you, what you were saying ian winota plays a rule of law and everyone's mm-hmm. like oh fuck we got to get rid of that rule of law. And the Krak Sakashima's player is right. like, yeah, please get rid of it. <laughs> please get rid of it yeah, for yeah. me, daddy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I, Kwok I, and Sakashima. <laughs> I'm just a little guy. Um, just a little guy over here with no thumbs. <laughs> Oh yeah, but that's seriously. right. I can't do this. You got to do <laughs> yeah, this. It's yeah, just, yeah. I'm just a little guy. Um, <laughs> but but seriously, that is like a huge thing because again, I'm mainly a stacks player, and like there are so many times where people are pointing removal at my stacks pieces, and I'm like, do not remove that. I am locking down this this deck better than anything you're capable of doing against that deck. This comes back to something that we talked about. Yeah. It wasn't last week. I think it might have been on the last uh, uh, power rankings. One of these, yeah. Where it's people need to be comfortable sitting underneath stacks for a few turns. You just, people need to start getting comfortable with, okay, there's a rule of law out. I know it sucks. It's fucking annoying, but I'm going to be okay with it for a bit because Mm -hmm. I I, I am aware that that is hurting my other two opponents just as much. And I need to figure out how to get out ahead of them first. And so that's, that's the thing Mm -hmm. that I I, going to continually say to people with rule of laws and with stacks effects is Mm -hmm. just, you've got to pick your spot. You've got to sit there and you've got to be like, okay, this is hurting them. My stacks opponent is so fucking slow. I need to pick my window (laughs) and I need to make sure that I can get out ahead of this thing at the right uh, with yeah. that being said, Ian, what is your six for the month of July? Yeah, for July, I have okay. Kinnan at six. Um, kind of everything we talked about already, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sam, no, uh, it's it's. I think Kinnan's super solid. Once again, we we, we kind of uh, the point was mm-hmm. made earlier, right? It's if you're a solid pilot with it, you're going to do well with it. There are people who consistently all the time put up results with this deck. Uh, if you're if you have that level of comfort, you're you're gonna do well yep. with it. I think that's that's really all there is to it. Also, very good if you're seeing a lot of stacks. Very good against decks like Hayam, yeah, for sure. Like that, so very stacks resilient. Uh, my number mm-hmm. six is Atraxa Grand Unifier. Uh, exactly where I had it last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It is. It's really mm-hmm. good. Keeps popping up. 
Uh, I think people are building it incorrectly, uh, but that's a whole other can of worms. The fact that people, <laughs> I had like eight this, in a row, all about this building is, this deck correctly. Like it's this is the thing, people. but this is why I have it so high. Is it's being built incorrectly, and people are still getting into top sixteens with it. So it's yeah, like yeah. okay, so something's yep. there, right? Like so that's kind of where I'm yeah, at with absolutely. it. Absolutely, is uh, it? It's I've said this before, but it does the Brassios Timna thing. But imagine if that deck had a win con in the command zone. It's mm -hmm. it, it does that. Yeah. And I, I really like it. It's yep. the second best kitten deck in the format. Uh, and uh, mm -hmm. I am 100 percent not building it. Um, <laughs> 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 moving on to our moving into the top five. Sam, what is your number five for the month of July? Uh, my number five is Najila, actually. N wow. OK. Najila. Yep. Oh. yep. Yeah. Najila at five. I think Najila is a very, very powerful deck. Obviously, I mean, it's it's one of the best five-color decks in CDH. It stacks resilient, mm -hmm. depending on what's going on. But I think the real strength is, obviously, that it can, like, pivot between win cons, and it has a myriad mm -hmm. of win cons that it can pull on. Yeah. I do also think mm -hmm. that Najila has a little bit of a... kind of what you guys are talking about. I mean, the, the numbers don't necessarily back it up. But I do think that there's this situation with Najila where people panic a bit when they see a Najila deck at the table. Mm -hmm. And there's a little laser focus onto Najila to continually remove mm -hmm. it. The good thing is that Najila can pivot through that. Um, but still, there's there's some laser focus on it that I think it just, just Euro not steps quite. right through it. Just doesn't even <laughs> care. It's just like sidestep right through it. Not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> But I, I also don't have a ton of experience with the deck, um, so it's not like <laughs> quite as high on my list as as maybe some others would put it. Let me tell you, as somebody who makes content with Pongo and lived in the same city as Phoenix, who is a Najila main, uh, fucking miserable. I have had yeah. to play. <laughs> I I have put in my time against that goddamn deck. <laughs> I've played against it so much. Um, mm hmm. It, I, I I hate Najila so much, but it, I just it, run Goblin Sharpshooter, so dude. Good. Goblin Sharpshooter fucking oh, owns yeah. Najila every day. <laughs> My bad. I should have been doing that before. Yeah. Obviously, duh. Yeah, you got to tech um, that in, you know? <laughs> yeah. Obvious tech. Uh, number five, Ian, what's your number five here? Uh, this is my Atraxa. Yeah, hey, Atraxa moved nice. up my list pretty considerably. Um, just because it's kind of what Cal was saying, like it keeps being built rather poorly. As I mentioned, I've had like seven or eight coaching sessions where people have asked me to like help them optimize this deck, and then they optimize it even more, and then they still get frustrated with it. Uh, but like it's I don't know for some reason it keeps top sixteening. Um, mm -hmm. and I. I'm kind of at a loss with how to describe this because, like, I, I genuinely, every single match I've played with an Atraxa pilot, they do nothing. Like, yeah. actually, factually yeah. nothing. I've yet to see them resolve a single spell. I, I, there's, I've lost to one Atraxa pilot. And then the other times I've played against it, and I wonder if it's just, like, another thing, like the, the Kinnon and Sissé thing we were talking about earlier, just, like, maybe there's a floor to it, but, like, I just feel like I yeah. see these pilots just get six mana 
and then go, any day now I'll draw this land. And then they don't draw the land. And meanwhile, was... they're feeding Timnas, they're feeding yeah. other things, like they're, they're free Najila attacks, and then they lose the game. I, I was like, saying oh, what this, happened? Like, I was seeing this earlier in our little group chat we had for the show, is yeah. as it was built, like working on building my list for it, is it is, I've never seen a deck more obviously built by people who have only ever played Turbo Nas. Because <laughs> it's just like, like a like a, a great example yeah. of a card that was not in these decks, any of them, uh, that mm-hmm. blows my mind was Neoform. Mm. Like every, I'm, I'm actually in agreement with the pilots here. I think Neoform is awful in this. No, deck. you're really? insane. You're on crack. Because yeah. here, here is the deal. You have a dork out, right? Oh, I have no. this cute little demonic consultation. I guess I'll just go win the game. Um. Yeah, but like, in what scenarios do you just have free reign to cast two instances of sorceries? What are you talking about? So many times. Are you I kidding me? I literally, I've literally never ended up in that scenario where they're just like, "Yeah, I'll let you get two instances of sorceries and just win the game." Dude, like, there are so. I, I am happens. telling you from Mox Master's experience, the amount of times that people at that tournament this month just sat there and just like tapped out and was like okay i'm liberator i don't have anything to do here uh and it's just free window to do anything and you're just like from the liberator matchup oh my god i'm fuming at the mouth from that fucking (laughs) stop playing a deck that can't do anything uh i think one of the interesting things with atraxa and and i wonder if this is what's giving it so many so many wins is that and i'll just say it's it's not in my top 10 i'm just not too familiar with yeah. the deck um but i i wonder if people are underestimating attracts just as a card on its own like to me it mm, seems yes, like maybe you are maybe you're hanging on to a counter spell for when they cast attraxa but generally the right. attraxa player is probably wanting to do that with some protection up and so that's probably the not correct place to have that fight and I think that you might be better off like trying to fuck with their resources mm-hmm. and never let them get to Atraxa. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like people right, don't want to counter like, a Bloom Tender. Team. They don't want to yeah, counter yeah. Uh, a Mana Vault because it feels weird. Mm-hmm. But against an Atraxa yeah. deck, that's probably the right move. Yep. Yeah. Fun fact, yeah, that's also probably the right move against Tivit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Play calling ritual. Well, this is, it's this good. Is, this is the problem. And this is why decks like Tivit and Tyam keep doing well, right? is because we live in a format where like you also have the dihadas and the rog size and the blue farms of the world right yeah. so it's like then you hear about people like oh yeah I, I literally heard about someone in a session i had today they were like oh yeah someone would abrupt decay my mana vault so i couldn't cast tivit and it's like okay great like you took out the tivit player but like in what scenario is an abrupt decay not going to save you in in a scenario that most things would yeah. right yeah. like i yeah. we can't like one for oneing like that is not efficient in CEDH, and I feel like we're under this idea. And when we have these conversations, like it that comes up all the time. It's like, oh well, let me just spend this one for it's. It's the part of the problem with Winota right now mm-hmm. is that people will tap out to remove a Winota so she can't go to combat, and then they're tapped out, and the blue farm player is like, "Thanks for tapping out, nerd. Here's my breach." Like, yeah. and, and it happens all the yeah. Freaking time! Yeah, well, it's insane. Yeah. It's it's never the players who are tapping out to remove Winota that win the game ever. And it's the I think the same thing's going to happen if you're using an abrupt decay on a mana vault so they can't cast a divot. Like 
Definitely. In what world would that abrupt decay not stop the time seed when you need to stop it, yep. right? Like, yeah, there's yeah, arguments about sure. mana efficiency or whatnot. It's about picking like, your window, right? Like, you've yeah, got to yeah, know where the window, the window right. is, and people yeah. just don't. Um, I just, and, and I've, so I've few seen decks happen too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even like, like resource denial, like as a one for one, like you said, Ian, it's not, yeah. people generally probably okay. won't do that. But, yeah. But resource denial, I mean, that's kind of like the beauty of stacks. Again, stacks player, yeah. like, Hey, you want to stop that that mana vault? Just play well, fucking yes, collector exactly oof and stop it. every mana vault. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, so yeah. few decks can actually do that and and still right. still play well. Yeah. Right. A lot of your effects are like fifteen for ones, right? Like yeah. That's that's kind of the benefit <laughs> yeah. of the deck, right? Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, but yeah, that, that is that sort of like the the trouble and the nuance of CDH is like sometimes like the stacks pieces are are the things that are going to actually answer stuff repeatedly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you have to play stacks effects, but oh wait, stacks effects are actually good and they stop you too, right? And this is this is where the dynamic comes in, and mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of these conversations tend to end up with like, oh well, just subscribe to this really bad play pattern and the deck <laughs> won't be a problem anymore. And it's like. Okay, but there are still two other people at the table. So congratulations, you've now invalidated yourself and another player. Cool. Just, like, <laughs> just give the attracts a player food poisoning before the match so they drop. Yeah. Duh, yeah. Duh, duh. yeah. Um, <laughs> if every one of your opponents gets up and goes, Oh, I gotta poop, then you're fine, right? Like <laughs> you, you've got them. Got them. <laughs> big brain strategy this is the this is the kind of competitive talk you come to the mind yes (laughs) yes absolutely drop a bit of miralax in the water of every one of your make sure they have chipotle beforehand you know (laughs) take them out to dinner really have a good talk just hand out like some free uh so you know just free tacos from your your cargo (laughs) short pocket (laughs) right before the tournament yep yeah yeah quick snack yeah it's fine it's just a burrito man what are you what are you worried about um what are you afraid of uh my number five is timnacrom uh i have it very interesting yeah i have it pretty low because what i've watched happen is brian koval ate his fruits and vegetables and did really well with it and then a bunch of people Mm -hmm. went oh we can play tim necrom again and so they started playing tim necrom the problem was is that they're not playing tim necrom like they're supposed to playing tim necrom like a bunch of idiots and the way you play the deck is you play it like a control deck and you find a window where you can drop a breach or you can drop a Nas and you win. You, it's not a turbo Nas deck, people. Please stop playing it like it's a turbo Nas deck. I feel like I'm caught in the fucking Groundhog's Day because I feel like we go through these <laughs> cycles of yeah. talking about Tim Necrom where we have to go, hey, Tim Necrom's not a turbo Nas deck. It's not a turbo deck. You have to be patient with it. It's a mid-range deck. It's like mid-range yep. dot deck. And mm-hmm. we'll, we'll eventually get through to somebody or somebody will do really well or we'll do well enough with it that people yep. will p- listen. And then a little bit of time passes and then we're back to square one. And it yeah. just it, it's the same thing over and over and over again. And it's just it's mm-hmm. so tiring where mm-hmm. it's like I'll say Tim Necrom's the best deck in the format two months ago and then people mm. will then start playing like morons and now i'm here and i'm like it's mm. my it's number five and it's just yeah, yeah. i don't know uh, also but people can play like morons and still do well with the deck which is yeah, uh, i get I wins the all the time part about it it's uh <laughs> <laughs> like it, it just top forward one of the most recent tournaments and i think there was a top 16 too yeah. like it's it's still 
putting up results and it's it's actually putting up more results than uh it has historically right like i think mm-hmm. people are starting to actually get how to use the play patterns because of people like brian um yeah. and i i've just had i had like four games in a row that i played against it where yeah. people p- tried to just play it like it was rog sai and i was just sitting yeah. there banging my head against the wall where i was just yeah, like no, guys that's please it's not just, it yeah. why well, are you playing why do you think you're playing timna why do you yeah. think you're playing Chrome? like come on mm-hmm. like ugh. well i think i think you guys are talking about something and it's interesting that it's come up so many times is that like when a deck gets popular in cdh a few things could happen one yeah. is it goes the way of winota and people start to overevaluate it they say this thing needs to be fucking removed on site mm-hmm. two it goes the way of uh, I mean, what was it today? Sisse uh, and, you know, yeah, yeah. Timna and Krom. Kimna, and that people Kinnan. are like, oh, I want to play that shit. Yeah, Kinnan as well. Yeah. I want to play that deck. I'm going to bring it to the next tournament. What better way to to cut my, my teeth, you know, in CDH than in like a tournament mm-hmm. environment? Yep. And they're not yep. f- comfortable or familiar with the lines or or yep. really, again, I mentioned this with, with Kinnan. I think the comfort and the skill that comes with the deck is pivoting your strategy mm-hmm. mid strategy. And that is yeah. very hard for new players to do. It's a lot easier to be like, I know that I need to like turbo out an ad and go for it. It's a lot harder to be like, okay, I'm against a weird stacks deck. What do, how do I shift things now? How do I use this kinda, to my advantage? Right. Yeah. Like, it, it's, but, but there's this like popularity bias that either moves in one of two ways. And it's either like pushing decks out, of the top 10 or it's yeah. diluting yeah. the shit out of them and, and really mm-hmm. kind of messing with their numbers, you know, it, it's, it, it's yeah. really interesting because I think this is a prime example of it is Brian Koval's in uh Oktoberfest. The move he made to get his crom underneath the Draneth is mm-hmm. in my opinion, legendary because he dress downs and you think, Oh, this is a win attempt. No, it's not a win attempt. He's doing this so he can get his value engines online while his opponents can't. And he's mm-hmm. literally using an opponent stacks piece against mm-hmm. his opponents and mm-hmm. yeah. getting in underneath of it despite it being yeah. out. Like, it's just one of the things where a bad play or a worse player would have just removed the Draneth, right? Yeah. A, a, a excellent player says, I'm going to use this dress down, draw a card, and get my draw engine in and then mm-hmm. can continue to let it shut everybody else down right. and find my yep. window. And that's just, mm-hmm. nobody's playing it like that. And I just, Brian Koval, you're a fucking saint. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. Well, man's- Brian is, is pretty amazing. I mean, I, I think everybody has like their specific place where they start and it's with, yeah, yeah. especially with CDH and like, you got to pick a deck and some people, the only outlet they have to play is like tournament play. And that's mm-hmm, gonna yeah. affect the numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I wonder if, you looked at like, you know, modern stats or something like that, where like a hot new deck is on the street, like the next yeah. month or two months, do you see a dip in those turnover results? Because there's like this, this rush, this gold rush of people trying to play that deck and maybe not playing it to the best of their skill or their best of the potential of the deck. And, right. and that dilutes things. It, it's just kind of an interesting yeah. phenomenon. There's that also the seeing. surprise factor too, but yeah. 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 Yeah, that too. Like, that's another thing with like a new CDH deck being like, hey, you never seen this weird jank before. And people are like, yeah. what the fuck do I do with that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like that literally happened with four man Obnix list. Like, 
top 16 yes. twice in the first tournament it was legal and then it disappeared off the face of the earth yeah, yeah. yep yeah it, it fucking wild uh moving <laughs> on number four uh sam what is your number four ranked deck? uh mine is don waker i think Rest it's still really awesome right? even though people aren't playing it very often uh it's one of my yes. like primary decks that i play all the time uh yep. between this one and marath and it's just it's just awesome uh it's a great mm-hmm. deck it has um instant speed win cons it's going to have even more when i put born upon the wind in it <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just has that that mid-range grind that's just extremely yeah, yeah. extremely good it, it's what i want in a deck you know mm-hmm. and it's fun to pilot yeah mm-hmm. uh ian your number four uh my number four coming up real hot from not even a full spot at number 10 uh to now being my number four is tie yeah. no way that's Very also my number four no way yeah. yeah yeah it's um it's one of those things where i'm like uh yeah there are definitely ways to answer this deck yeah but people seem to not be doing it yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh and it, until people start respecting the deck the way it needs to be respected um it's gonna keep winning Here, here's the yeah. thing about what it's doing it's not just winning punishing it's like yeah putting like two to three time decks in finals pots like mm-hmm. you're not yeah, seeing just one pop up it's like multiple yeah. in the finals pods. It, mm-hmm. it, uh, of the last two tournaments the only tournaments we have for july it won one and had two placements in the top four and the, the next one like it's it is by far one of the best performing decks at the current moment um, yeah the pilots who know how to play it are playing it exceptionally well yep. it's uh yeah, I don't know why, like, because I was talking with them and they, they were talking about how, like, oh, yeah, the a couple of the new cards didn't really change the deck that much. So I'm, like, wondering why all of a sudden this deck is, like, starting to become really, really good. But, like, it's it's doing the thing. People keep letting it win. Um, and the pilots are good, right? But I definitely have, like, played against all of the known pilots on time. And I, I don't think it's, like, insurmountable by any means. Yeah. It's strong. Yeah. It can win at instant speed. You can easily easily lose to its value process right but like uh it's it's a little crazy that it's just doing so well consistently yep yeah it's so resilient i've had four too you know i I think that's one of the things is just the resiliency of the deck is like the the problem is like you'll be in situations where you're like oh well i'll just remove the ranger captain and they're like okay sure uh i'll sacrifice it and then pay three and then get it back yeah he's like as soon as they get engines like that online Or they get their uh, Sylvan Safekeeper. It's just like, oh, yeah. game's over. The, like, the thing doesn't... that I thought was really wild when I played against it was the Grafdigger's Cage that I landed against it was not the only thing that I needed in order to stop it. I also had to mm. get a, uh, uh, shit, what's it called? Um, a Blind Obedience down two in order yeah. to stop mm. it. Like, I needed a cage yeah. and another piece. And that's yeah. kind of what's wild about this deck is it's you yeah. don't need one stacks piece. You need like a couple. And mm-hmm. if you can land a couple of them, you can slow the deck down enough that you can like either yeah. get over top of it or you can just kind of stop it. But mm-hmm. I don't think the there, there was this logic going around that, oh, well, you just play removal against it. I don't think yeah. removal is the answer. I do think you should yeah. play more removal. I'm not saying don't yeah. play more removal. Let me be clear. Um, <laughs> but what I am saying is, hey, um, if there's a graph diggers cage out, 
be it goes back to what I was saying earlier about stacked. Be okay mm-hmm. with stacks being on the table for a little bit mm-hmm. because yep. mm-hmm. what's happening is players are removing their opponent's stacks pieces that are stopping this, or there is a combination of them and they try to get rid of them all at once, but they can't win that turn. And then time just rolls around and you're like, oh, you're tapped out. Cool. Uh, I'm going to crack this. Yep. And uh, okay, I'm going to do that again. Uh, I'm going to do that again. And then you're just sitting there and you're like, okay, cool. I had just lost the game. It's mm-hmm. tail is old this time. Yeah. Or or they do this is my favorite thing where they, they'll do the finale for two. And people in a sans red deck can't figure out that that's for a grand abolisher. So it's <laughs> hey, hey, hey friends. Um Hey everybody, uh, I'm getting real up close and personal with the audio listeners yeah, yeah, right no, now. Nice. Um, <laughs> if if somebody finale of devastations or invasion of Icorias for two, and there's white in their color identity, counter the shit out of that spell because it's not getting a dockside. Yeah, it's getting a grand abolisher. It's probably not getting Collector Oof either. Yeah, it's also probably not getting Oof. Uh, like, it, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's fucking astounding to me how much it happened. I did it because I sat there and I was just sitting there going, oh, I wonder what they're going to get here. And they got a Grand Abolisher. And then I immediately, like, dud myself. I was like, oh, you fucking idiot. Of course they were getting a Grand Abolisher. Like, yeah, it, it's... Man, I want to build this deck now. You guys are it, it's it's pretty <laughs> I think sweet. You would, you would like you it. would it's love creature, it actually. It's a yeah. Creature stacks deck, yeah. yeah creature um, combo like, stacks. Yeah. Uh so rounding out the list here, number three. What's your number three here, Sam? Five colored sisse. Five colored sisse, weather like captain. All right. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is this is my big swing for top three. All right. Uh, I think okay. it's one of the best decks in CDH. I think it is extremely hard to pilot. Um, mm-hmm. But man, it's just so fucking crazy when it goes off and incredibly hard to interact with when somebody knows mm-hmm. the lines yep. mm-hmm. really intimately. So mm-hmm. my co-host, Mike, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but my co-host, Mike, uh, on the Howling Saltmine podcast, he he has been playing and innovating on Sisse for like oh, maybe a couple of years now, like over mm-hmm. a year now. Yeah. He He's been playing it for a long time and you know bringing in a lot of these like really strange lines uh into our weekly Mm -hmm. games and i'm playing against them not only does the deck shift and change a lot but the lines are so hard to read and it's incredibly stacks resilient Mm -hmm. um outside of like curse totem which no one's fucking running curse totem these days i'm not seeing anybody on people just think that they can rely on like oh i got an op agent it's like bro you're not gonna get an op agent every time it's and, not going to turn the deck off. It is a five color deck that plays a lot of creature removal. Exactly. For that reason. And like <laughs> Graph Digger's Cage fucks it up a little bit too. But even then, like, like, the, like you're getting just Planeswalker, so small, who cares, right? Like, it, yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing. Like, you can get a Planeswalker and then you can, you can deal with the cage. So there, there's a lot of, or you can still just win on top of it. Right. So there's a lot yeah. of like different angles to it. Um, and it's interesting to hear from you guys that the popularity is like, sandbagging it in the in the, yeah. the top 10 a little bit which i totally get because yeah. it's challenging but as someone who's faced this deck you know mm. hundreds of times it is yeah it is very very hard to interact with and mm-hmm. 
can go for a win, get interacted with, pivot, and go for the win again. The other yeah, thing yeah. I'll say, and this is kind of why I included Magda in my list, is that five colors to say will never be irrelevant in CDH because every yeah. single set that Wizards printed that has a legendary creature is going to put more tools in the toolbox for us to say. Yep. yep. Like, Absolutely. Like Mount Doom is insane in mm-hmm. the list. That and I, think I don't is think fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy. Like there's all yep. these different wins of different complexities. Like Crocs is mm-hmm. just a really solid win that just like lands and basically wins the game. I think Mount Doom actually got rid of the need for Crocs. Though. Oh yeah, it did. It, it did replace it. Yep. But, but even then, like point being, it's one of these things that, I think a lot of people say with Magda and, and even with Sisse, and you guys might have said it in your previous episode or your previous top 10, that like it's one of those commanders that once you learn the line and the moments to interact, mm-hmm. it does yeah. become a lot easier to beat. But yeah. my, my counter argument is that the lines are going to continue to evolve. And even mm-hmm. if you're yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I know exactly what to do. Oath of Tefiri, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Dragon God's going to come out. I can yeah. interact with this. And they're like, right. oh, no, I'm on some new shit now. And you're like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it, it's just one of those toolbox decks that I think is always going to be relevant in CDH. Yeah. And it's fucking incredibly powerful. But Sam, like, what if I get it, an opposition agent out against it? Th- I mean that will fuck it up like pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, but, if you get to get on, if you get to flash in an op agent on that deck, you're gonna ruin its day. Yeah, um, you're gonna have a great <laughs> time. You're gonna have a really good time. <laughs> you're gonna take some kids' lunch money, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but man, I mean it's just extremely powerful, and yeah. I think it has uh, a, a high skill ceiling, which is challenging. Um, yeah. And maybe it doesn't look as good as it truly performs with, with a skilled yeah. pilot. Yeah. Uh, Ian, number three. What's your number three? Wow, what I a mean, surprise. The, the deck's still putting up results. It's still doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Dimna and Krom are stupidly powerful. Like, they're doing doing the same old thing they've been doing. Uh, my my top three, I'm just going to let it be known ahead of time. My top three has not changed since last hey, time. Hey, same. Um, I will have or to actually, no, not, not entirely, but no, mine has changed a yeah. little bit. Um, but I mean, Blue Farm just put up another top four, put up results in the most recent tournaments. I, I think, as you mentioned, uh, it, it's a deck with a somewhat of a skill ceiling and it's still putting up results. So mm-hmm. what does that tell you about when a good pilot picks up? The deck? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, me, this is coming out on Monday, so I can I can say this. But I've been I've been sandbagging this part the whole time is that I, I do intend to play Blue Farm in the cookout this weekend. Oh, so we'll, sick. we'll see. Oh yeah, yeah. So you better, you better to, uh, kick ass with it, or else I'm going to like yeah. disown you. Um, just, it's fine, dude. It's I, super easy. I'll just play it like an ad in there. Stack. Just play it like an ad. Yeah, just play it like it's wrong side. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I literally added CMC to the deck because I was like, I, I literally added kitten combos into it because I'm like, you know what? Let's 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 just add more yeah. win conditions that are actually like chunky and solid, and like we'll get the job done in different places. So yeah. My my number three is uh, instead of Najila, I have Thrass Bruce here um, oh. because I ah. actually um, I know it didn't do anything here, but I kind of am leaning on the history of the deck and mm-hmm. the fact that I will continue to say it is the best post turn three deck in the format. If yeah, you agree. get into the mid to late game and Thrasios Bruce is in your pod, yeah. it's going to be a bad time. Yeah. Uh, 
the deck is just so good the longer the game goes on. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I have that there. That's kind of mm-hmm. uh, my feeling on Thras Bruce. I think it is extraordinarily well positioned. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, this is your uh, this is your signal to please fucking play this deck and just <laughs> it, it, it's good. Listen to me. Take the win. The, the, Take the, the only yeah, reason I'm not playing it is because I'm playing the best deck in the format. <laughs> um, yeah. So like that that's how I feel about it. Uh Sam, what's your number two? Uh Tim Nakram. Tim Nakram. Yeah, that's my number two. I mean, for all the reasons you guys said, two amazing value yep. engines right in the command zone. Um yep. and the fact that they both kind of pivot into slightly different strategies, I think is is yep. really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um depending on like what your opening hand is. So it's just great. I'm really glad to see like Opus Thief builds coming back because that's the deck that I played when I first started with Tim Necrom and I fucking just Mm -hmm. love that wheel grind. So it's cool to see that that back in in the meta and and doing quite well. Yeah, Yeah. I I miss the days of uh, wheeling so that they didn't have their pieces of flash in hand. Those were were the days. Oh no! You don't like, have the stuff you need to go to go flash on top yeah. of me. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. This is such a bad forget. time. I'll never forget that one of my first episodes of the CDH cast. It was uh, Brayden, myself, and Shaper Savant, and Shaper and I ended the podcast by just chanting "Tim Na Crom" at Brayden until they <laughs> hung out. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been a Tim Na Crom stand for a long time, but then it it got too popular, and I was like, "All right, I'll leave it alone for a yeah." yeah. <laughs> uh, so Ian, your number two is Najila, unchanged from Nagila. last month. Uh, my good. number, yeah. I mean, she's, yeah. She's good, right? And she keeps winning. And uh, the fact that not only that, the other tournament that has been won recently was won by an Najila mm-hmm. list by a pilot who I know for a fact had not piloted Najila until the day before that tournament. Dang. Just like, yeah, this deck's good. I'll play it. <laughs> so, like, that's pretty indicative that's to me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. The, I mean, and, and uh, the, I have it at number two as well. Number, it, 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 it's the deck that always blows me away because what it does is it's just like it, like literally what i said earlier like it just euro steps around every hate that you put on mm-hmm. it like mm-hmm. it's just like oh you're you, you you thought you had me there no you didn't i'm going gonna go this way yeah. and and so it's like it's so incredibly hard to disrupt this deck and uh that that's why i have it at number two uh i am a giant fan of Nigia. well actually i'm a giant hater of Nigila, but i mean that in the nicest way possible because the deck is it's just i've played against it for so long and it's yeah. been like one of the top two or three best decks in the format for so long that it just mm-hmm. I, I hate playing against it but it's it's so good you can't deny how good it is it's moving up for me a little bit um and so finally, Sam, your number one deck in the format, is, is it, are, are we all in agreement or are you? I think we're all in agreement here. It's Tivit. Tivit, Tivit Solar yeah. of Secrets, baby. <laughs> yeah. Tivit's the king. Yeah. All hail yeah, the Tivit king. Is, it's fucking insane. I mean, you know, we yeah. say it all the time or you guys say it all the time, but one card combo with Time Civ is wild. Ward mm-hmm. 
Why does it have Ward? The Ward uh, makes it so much better. Like, it makes insane. it astoundingly better. Yeah. Yep. I remember when, like, yep. Ward was spoiled as a mechanic, and I was like, eh, it's kind of stupid. And now I'm like, this is fucking This is crazy. better than like, Hexproof. Re- what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it really is. And so to, to quote uh, Ken Bauman, who uh, I, I saw a few weeks ago uh, down at Ian's place, um, Tivit is good because it's a design mistake. <laughs> i was unaware of that ken quote that's very good which, that's that's which i completely agree with he, he had a 50 dollars tivet deck and was just like running the table and i was like wow yeah, that's yeah. really good and he's like yeah it's because tivet's a design mistake and i was like oh yeah that's a really good point tivet shouldn't like, exist um it didn't it didn't yeah, need yeah. ward it it would probably yeah. still be in our top five list even without ward and the fact that it has Ward is fucking insane, man. It, like the resilience Imagine is just if wild. they gave Atraxa Ward, how much better Atraxa would get. Like, yeah, it would become substantially better. I, see, I, I, I disagree on both of those points, actually. I think I think Ward is 100 percent instrumental for Tivit not sucking. Really? Like, <laughs> yes, I think the, the amount oh, yeah, of time I, I agree with you where. Yeah, that the, 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 I think it would be like barely playable if it didn't have ward i think oh, that's the, the amount of times it like comes up that it is hard to interact with or yeah. have to overcommit to interact yep. with it that it comes up quite a lot yeah. and uh with the tracks i don't i don't think anyone cares <laughs> i like i've literally never seen anyone point a targeted removal spell towards an atraxa like atraxa's game plan is not to care about what happens when Atraxa hits the board it's to counter it before it hits the yeah, board. Right? yeah 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 um I don't know. Yeah, it just it, it feels very similar to me where it's like if if it had that, it would just make the like where it just sits like it, it gets a bad flip. Right. And then it's like, all right, well, I guess I'll mm-hmm. just attack you. And sure, you know, you can yeah. remove it. But uh, when Tivit does that, you're kind of like, yep, <laughs> I guess I'm taking that. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's just because you can't do anything about it. Um, and in a world where Bowmasters is a thing, it's mm-hmm. pretty damn good uh, yeah, that your insane. commander just is like, you're going to pay two for every single time you try to ping my commander? You're going to pay right. 12 to remove this? Yeah. I don't think so, yeah. champ. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's quite a good commander. Well, mm-hmm. uh, so that's that's our uh, power rankings for the month of July. Ooh. Just to recap here yeah. for... Uh, Sam, our guest, his top 10 was Tim Natana, Dargo Thrasios, Magda Brazen Outlaw, Rog Silas, <laughs> Kark Sakashima, Najila the Blade Blossom, Thrasios Bruce Dawnwaker, Sisse Weatherlight Captain, Tim Nakrom, and Tivit Seller of Secrets. For mm-hmm. my co host Ian, it was Tim Namalcolm, Sisse Weatherlight Captain, Rog Sai, Dahada, Binder of Wills, the Mardu Summers, real baby. Uh, Kinnon, Bonder Prodigy, Atraxa, Grand Unifier, Tyam, Luminous Enigma, Timnacrom, Najila, the Blade Blossom, and Tivit, Seller of Secrets. And then my top 10 being Rogsai, Kinnon, Sisse, Dargothras, Atraxa, Timnacrom, Tyam, Thras Bruce, Najila, Tivit. Uh, so that is the power rankings for the month of July. Sam, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, oh, thanks on for this episode. Me. Uh, it, it is, mm-hmm. it would not be a mind sculptors guest 
rank list if it didn't go to the two hour mark. So, uh, <laughs> Sam, uh, tell yeah. me a little bit about the Howling Salt Mine and where c- people can find you on the internet. Yeah, I'd love to. So, the Howling Salt Mine is a comedy advice podcast about Magic the Gathering. And basically, what we do is we. It's my brother, we, my brother, and me, quite like, like honestly. Yeah. Like, it's, 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 it's it's pretty much my brother, my brother and me, but for magic <laughs> and we're not brothers. <laughs> I host it with uh, my friend Mike and my friend Tony. And every week we read salty stories about magic, the gathering games gone wrong that are submitted to us from the magic community. Or in the early days, we were finding a lot of them on Reddit. And mm. uh, nowadays we just kind of get flooded with them, which is pretty sweet. So we don't really have to do much mining anymore, but Hey, the name sticks. Yeah. Um, we read them, we joke about them, we talk about the playgroup dynamics. Uh, we talk about CDH, we talk about casual, because our playgroup loves both. And mm-hmm. uh, we actually usually talk yeah. about it a lot in the context of like reducing salt by playing some CDH, so your casual games mm-hmm. are a little less intense, yeah. um, and having an outlet for yeah, that yeah. powerful shit. So if you're a CDH mm-hmm. player, you'll probably get a really good laugh out of it. If you're a casual player, you're really going to enjoy it. We've got an awesome theme song. We've got a salty card of the week every week. Uh, Ian has been on it before. So if you're looking for a first episode to check out, listen to the one with Ian. And we, we're trying to get more guests on now um, and load it up for the summer. And, you know, I'll probably get you two jokers on there at some point. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a really good time. So if you like the sound of my voice, um, come check us out. We're on Sultry Spotify. We're on pretty much everywhere that you can find podcasts. Uh, yeah, we mm-hmm. aren't on YouTube. The magic, the gathering sphere is a weird thing where I need to say that my podcast yeah. isn't a video podcast. Cause it's such a common thing. Like yeah. the one I'm on right now. Uh, yeah. but it, it's just audio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's really great. It, it you do with your mm-hmm. podcast. What I wish, uh, I don't know if anybody ever listens to not another D and D podcast, but they do like D and D court. And, I want them yep. to just yeah. do that. And that's what your show is. And I, I absolutely yeah. love it. Um, so <laughs> I, I love NADPOD. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I, it was definitely some inspiration for what we do. I, so, so who's your lowly, lowly bailiff? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's probably Tony. Tony pretty much always gets the short end of the stick in any running gag that's, that we're doing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he'll be the first person to tell you that he absolutely deserves it and loves it. So like every single time and it's, it's become this running thing in our Patreon discord where like the patrons started like dunking on Tony and he's like, Oh man, they're starting to do this. And I'm like, yeah, but you kind of told some of them to like that they were pieces of shit and they're just going to come back to you twice as hard. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I, I know my role. Yeah. I know my role. <laughs> I'm the heel. I get it. Uh- <laughs> yeah. He is a hundred percent the heel. Mike is usually the straight man. And then I am, you know, the the one that talks the most. This yeah. is a sultry tone. <laughs> yeah. The reason people stay. I, I'm the ship captain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, it does feel like that when yeah. I listen for sure. Well, <laughs> I don't know what role I play on the podcast because I'm both like host and also I like antagonize people. Almost like being good at <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, already Ian has to play this like interesting role of like jokester and like sudden you turn to straight man to be like, uh, let me just like pour some cold water on that take. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> it is for sure. Yeah, because the amount of times I used to listen to this podcast and be like, oh, well, I'll pop it off again. <laughs> but yeah, I, thanks again for having listen, me on, guys. Yeah. It's been super, super fun. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's weird to be on video. So I hope people at home enjoyed looking at me. And hopefully you don't see how sweaty I am in my third room tiny office. Oh, it's okay. I'm, I'm in my office and there's currently a heat advisory in Louisville. And our oh, AC no. is just not happening it, with it. Oh. So I'm sitting oh, in here with no. lights on and I'm just like, yeah, uh, cannot yeah. wait to turn all these lights off. Yeah, um, it's steamy. <laughs> and I'm just hungover. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Ian is like, has been under a comfy blankie the entire time. Yeah. I've, I've wanted to point that out so often. He's Ian's just got in like, fucking lounge pants, yeah. like a cut off tee, like a, absolute piece of garbage like <laughs> just like you a look big like... fluffy blankie over your belly do i do i look like i live 20 minutes away from the jersey shore it, now it that's like it like. you are like rolling up to walmart with like a 20 <laughs> and you're just like picking out some fucking deli like chicken and you roll through the cash register and you've got like a 12 pack of like miller light and you're ready to go like, yeah, and you've already eaten half the deli chicken. Yeah, by you've the already time eaten you, most of the chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a little pick me up as you're walking around. Hey, I drop it down. And I go. It was full, and I got it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right. Well, that so was good. the Mind Sculptors podcast for you. If you want to continue to uh, see Ian and I do this, please make sure to hit the like and subscribe button. Uh, please do that for us. Uh, is this where, am I supposed to animate something here for you this time? Or can I not animate something this time? I didn't call you out on it, but now, but now you've called you out on it. So now we need to, so now we can cut back to the clip of me doing that. Meanwhile, while I'm explaining it, you can also keep my audio of me explaining. So we cut back to the clip of me doing the thumb and then you can do like a little red thumb and ding oh, yeah, right over yeah. my thumb. And then you, as I go like this, the subscribe bar pops And the cats. Up. And yeah, I need to make sure I get the cats. Yeah, the cats need to be there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but really, thank you all for uh, tuning in. Uh, please make sure to like, subscribe, uh, follow us on Patreon right now. Our five star e- review on Spotify yes. always helps. Subscribe, Don't forget mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. people haven't done mm-hmm. this in a while, but if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it on the show. But nobody's done that in a while. So, like, idea. so, 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 go uh, yeah. leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and uh, if you leave us a five star mm-hmm. review, we'll read it here on the show. Uh, if you don't leave us a five star review, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean I can like make an account and just like leave five stars, but just have it be like the most unhinged? I, thing I in hate the that entire I'm world. This, well, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, audience, all you have to do is click five stars, and Cal will read them. Oh my shit. gosh! Yeah, you've uh, really opened the door on that one. Yeah, uh, but uh, since Ian has joined, we both have crazy schedules over the next two weeks, but we are going to be sitting down. Mm-hmm. We're going to be trying to rework the Patreon so that it best serves y'all. So uh, please make sure to subscribe there and uh, join us in the Discord where we will talk with people if you you at me. So uh, thank you all for joining us and uh, 
from Ian and myself. Have a nice day. Don't want to sound just so good. We need to check the wind and that's all.